This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello everybody, my name is Paul Wheelock and welcome to the preview podcast to look ahead to Everton's FA Cup third round tie at home to Lincoln City. Now Everton will be looking to improve on a recent record that has seen them knocked out at this stage of the competition in three of the past four seasons. To offer the Blues some kind of defence, the teams they were knocked out by were fellow Premier League clubs, but surely there is no chance they will suffer a similar fate on Saturday. Unfortunately, the Blues do have fairly recent history of being victims of a giant killing, and as the main guest of this podcast explains, Lincoln are very much a club on the up, and who do know how to cause a shock. Mark Wiley is the Lincoln City reporter for the Lincolnshire Echo, and he gives us the inside track on the League Two leaders, the highly rated manager Danny Cowley, the biggest threats to Everton, and the chairman Clive Nates, who may well have mixed motions on Saturday, seeing as he is a big Evertonian. You'll then hear the full audio from Blues boss Marco Silva's press conference on Friday afternoon, where he talked transfers, his team's form, the importance of the FA Cup, and whether Adamola Luckman will return. Enjoy, and we'll be back after the match with the post-game podcast. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, hi Mark, thank you very much for joining me to look ahead to the FA Cup match at Goodison Park on Saturday. You're looking forward to it yourself? Yeah, hi Paul. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. I mean, Lincoln have had a lot of big days over the last couple of years, but I mean, it doesn't detract from, from Saturday. Everyone's really looking forward to it. And the tickets uh, for the Lincoln fans sold out within minutes. Um, you know, 5,500 snaps up straight away and I think it was a little bit disappointing that they couldn't have had a few more tickets actually I think they probably could have sold eight, 9,000 for the game so uh, yeah there's a lot of, lot of excitement and it'll be a, a nice distraction from the pressures of the league Yeah of course and you're going to be bringing in more than 5,000 fans you said there everyone at the club fans, players officials all looking forward to it it just seems like they're linking on a bit of a crest of a wave at the moment Yeah I mean it's been like that ever since the Cowleys came in in the summer of 2016 and they basically transform the club. It's like the club's been reset almost. Um, they've sorted out a few financial issues they had about six months before the Cowleys arrived. Then they brought the Cowleys in um, and it's just completely changed the club. Uh, the first season um, in the National League was just uh, incredible. They had the Cup one, which most people will be aware of when they beat Burnley and then got knocked out by Arsenal in the quarterfinals. But they also um, won the National League and uh, got to the semi-finals of the FA Trophy and... Uh, it was just an incredible journey, and um, I don't think a club can have can have gone from being so poor on and off the pitch to being so strong in such a short space yeah. of time. Because the previous five years in the National League, they, they hadn't finished above thirteenth. Um, and the, traditionally a football league club, but you know they've become a non-league club on and off the pitch. Um, they were really struggling, but you know a bit of a injection from um, Clive Nates who's now the chairman he was the director at the time when he first came to the club and obviously the Cowleys have just completely transformed everything on and off the pitch Yeah and you look at the table now four points clear at the top of League 2 uh, I think it's just one defeat in nine matches it must be just a you know that that wonderful moment when you just have a complete confidence around the place you know did he think you know at the moment it's just success after success after success Yeah I, I'm kind of at the stage now where I expect the team to win Every week, probably not on Saturday, but um, <laughs> I'm very confident ahead of ahead of every game. And there's a lot of expectation from the fans. I think sometimes a little bit too much expectation. Sometimes people expect too much of the players and they kind of expect them to turn up and win every single week. And Danny Cowley likes to be an underdog. Um, and he has been throughout his career. He's probably the first season he's had where he's not an underdog. And the expectation is on Lincoln to get promoted. But yeah, it, it's great to see. And as well as the results, 
crowds have been absolutely phenomenal. They're averaging 9,000 home matches. The ground only holds 10,000. And as I say, taking 5,500 to Goodison on Saturday. Um, there's just a, a, so much positivity around the city regarding the club at the moment. You mentioned that famous cup run a couple of seasons back. Uh, Burnley, Premier League club at the time, Premier League club now. Uh, also beat think, Championship opposition in Ipswich and Brighton before getting knocked out by Arsenal. So Lincoln have got recent history. This is, is there a belief or a quiet belief or even a hope that they could maybe even get a draw or even a win on Saturday in Everton? I, I think there's belief that they'll give Everton a good game. Obviously, the bound to be, Everton are bound to be lacking in confidence a little bit. And it's kind of a free hit for Lincoln, really. Going into every game this season, they are expected to win. And they've had a really tough one of games over Christmas. It was a quite a kind-looking fixture schedule over Christmas, playing teams in the bottom half of the table. But for the last three games, they've only taken four points. But they were really tough games. And it seems like every team seems to raise the game against Lincoln at the moment. So I think it'll be nice for the boots to be on the other foot, the pressure not to be there, um, players to be able to express themselves and... Um, I, as I say, I think they'll give Everton a really good game. I'm not saying, going to say they're necessarily going to cause an upset, but I think they'll make it hard for Everton. And if they can keep it tight for the first 20 minutes, half an hour, who knows? Who are the players Everton fans should probably have a look out for? Who's the, the star men for Lincoln at the moment? Well, just recently, Harry Anderson's the man in form. He's a right winger, 21 year old, um, got bags of potential, pace, power, uh, can get, really go past the fullback. Um, and uh, you know, as a fullback, if, if you're a fullback, you really wouldn't want to play against him because he never stops winning. Even if he's not having the best of games, he's, he never hides. He's always in the game. His decision making in the final third isn't always the best. Doesn't always pick the right option. But he's a young player, and, and that's developing. And his, the defensive side of his game has really come on as well because Danny Cowley expects all his players to do a job defensively as well, even if you are an attacking player. So he'd be the one to watch on Saturday. But there's another on the opposite wing, Bruno Andrade. He's been probably the player of the season for me. Been a bit quiet in the last few weeks, but um, summer signing from Ball and Wood, full of uh, skill and trickery, plenty of pace, scored some spectacular goals as well, so he's one to watch out for. But they're a couple of young players, they've got a lot of experience in the side as well, Matt Reed, who uh, people might be aware of, yeah. he's got a reputation for being a bit of a brute to the target man, but he's, <laughs> yeah. actually, a better, he's, got a, he's actually a better player than people give him credit for. Um, he's good with the ball at his feet and I remember before the Arsenal game Arsene Wenger actually highlighted his threat in his programme notes um, not sure if he'll start he's started the last couple of games but generally he's been on the bench this season John Akinde the leading scorer uh, club record signing from Barnet in the summer um, he'll, he'll probably start, lead the line up front um, and they've got uh, you know plenty of experience for the rest of the side Lee Frecklington who's played in the championship with Peterborough and Rotherham um, Jason Shackle who's spent the most of his career in the Championship had a few games in the Premier League with Burnley yeah. so um, yeah it is, a, it is a very experienced side they're a side that knows how to win we expect having to make changes on Saturday given they've had a pretty hectic and pretty unforgiving Christmas schedule how do you think Danny Carley will approach this one because I can imagine promotion is the priority do you think he, will, he may mix it up or is it just too big a game for Lincoln to, to, to rotate the squad um, he has got previous for you know make, making changes for cup games. He's basically named a shadow side for the Checker Trade Trophy matches and the Carabao cup, cup matches this season. He made seven changes for the game at Blackburn in the second round of the League Cup. I don't think he'll do that for Saturday. I don't think it would probably be fair on the 5,000 fans who are making the trip. I think he'll go at it, um, you know, full silt, name his full-strength side. I mean, there's a few decisions he's got to make, like central midfield. There's basically... Uh, Three central midfielders jockeying for two positions. So it'll be interesting if he, uh, which one he leads out there, unless he 
squeezes all three into the side and just plays one up front. But um, I, I think that particularly if they haven't got a game the following Tuesday, I think um, they'll, they'll name the full strength side. You've mentioned Danny Cowley there and, and throughout this uh, interview for the podcast, he's uh, a really good young manager, him and his brother, uh, brother isn't it, Nicky Cowley, who's the assistant, yeah. has done a, a fantastic job, as you've as you've explained. Is the fear that maybe, not a bigger club, because as you say, Lincoln now 9,000 every week in League 2, look like they're going up to League 1, but is there a fear that a, a championship club may, may come looking at him before long? Yeah, I mean, he, he generally gets linked to uh, championship and League 1 clubs when they become available. And, you know, People are realistic. I'm sure they'll move on at some stage. But I think while he thinks there's room in the journey, as he would say, while I think there's more potential, I think I think he'll stay. Um, he recently uh, moved his family up to Lincoln in the summer. Um, they've got a house up here. I, 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 in my opinion, I think he'll stay for at least another couple of years. I don't think he'll go anywhere mid-season because I think it's difficult when you move somewhere mid-season because you're obviously often inheriting a struggling side. Um and I think with the crowds and the investment the club's got, there is the potential certainly to um, do well in League One. And people are even talking about possibly getting to the Championship. I mean, it's quite optimistic at the moment that they're in League Two, but there are clubs smaller than Lincoln who got up to the Championship and, and managed to stay there. So I think that's the aim. So while he thinks the club can progress, I, I think he'll stick around. And you've got to be careful which club you go to, really. I mean, there's a, um, a promising young manager, Paul Hurst, You mentioned the chairman there and, and previously, Clive Nates. And if anyone's had a look at the Lincolnshire Live website, you'll see that superb interview you did with him because he's actually an Evertonian. If people who are listening to this are not aware, he, you know, he, he got gripped on the club in the 60s, loved Alan Ball. It's, it's a great backstory, isn't this? It's a really yeah. it's a really nice t- uh, twist in the tail, isn't it, for this, this cup game? Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, I don't think Clive initially was actually very pleased about it because someone asked him before the draw, would you want us to play Everton? He said no, because he wants both teams to progress. But uh, so it was a bit of a shock to him when it came out. But I think he is actually looking forward to it. He's, he's very, uh, very quiet chairman. He's not like a lot of chairmen are. Very busy on Twitter. He's very quiet. Keeps himself to himself. Um, he often goes in, watches the games uh, from the stands with the fans. He, he likes to do that rather than go in the boardroom. Although I think he will actually be in the boardroom on Saturday because it'll obviously be a great opportunity for him to meet some of the uh, people behind the scenes at Everton. I mean, he's a reg- he goes to quite a few games anyway when he can if they're playing on a Sunday. Um, and it, it, I'm really pleased with him, actually, because he's, he's really, along with the Cowers, he's helped turn the club around. And it's going to be a great day. It's like, probably a, quite a strange day for him, but it's going to be a, a really memorable day for him. I'm really pleased for him. Have you got a verdict? How do you think it'll go? Um, I'm going to go for 3-1 Everton. Maybe Lincoln to get an equaliser or make it 2-1. Make it a bit nervy. Everton to get a third on the break late on and seal it. Yeah, well, it, I think that it sounds like Lincoln would do themselves proud and Everton would certainly do with a win at this moment in time anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd like to see a team like Everton win the Cup, actually. I mean, you know, it's just another trophy to, to the Manchester clubs and Arsenal, Chelsea. But I think I think a lot of people would like to see Everton win the Cup because it would 
mean a lot to the fans, wouldn't it? So uh, you'd think they'd be having a good go at it. Most definitely, most definitely. Mate, I really appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy Saturday, hopefully not too much. <laughs> uh, and if there is a replay, love to catch up with you before that uh, return match. Yeah, no problem. Thanks a lot. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Marco, just to start with, we'll get the transfer rumours out of the way. James McCarthy, possibility of a loan to West Brom. Is he available for that? Are you on the Aster Palace as well? Is there anything in that? What's happening in terms of those potential outgoings? I understand the the moment. Um, now is the moment to come these rumours uh, uh, to, the, to the table as well and to the... the the conversations, but nothing new. Uh, don't put, you know what we did with Kieran and with Maisena also. Uh, we don't, we don't put no more, no more in the uh, to be lower or whatever. Uh, I want them focus in our in our squad and be ready to to play um, if I take the decision. Um, just our focus, stay in the, the next the our next game and uh, everything what we have to do after that as well. So, just to clarify, it's a case of you take a decision on an individual basis and no flat decision has been taken yet as regards to any player within the squad? No, till now, no. Uh, the decisions were already take, uh, you know, or what they are. Uh, about the other situations, they didn't take nothing. Um, even, like you know, the last uh, um, moments were really busy for us, games and games and games. And uh, the time we have to, between them is to prepare the next. And now... We have a really important game for us tomorrow and didn't come for us nothing about the this type of offers for us and you are with full focus in our uh, tomorrow's match. Before we touch on the game as well, obviously reports in Spain linking you with Malcolm at Barcelona. Is there anything in that whatsoever? No, no, no. nothing. But in terms of the recent form then, and obviously in the past few weeks you've spoken about how relaxed you are managing the squad that you've got at the moment, but... Given the way results have gone, has that changed slightly? Do you need to push to bring in reinforcements in this month? Okay, we know we don't we cannot change uh, uh, every week our our idea and our philosophy as a club. Uh, if you win two games or if you don't win two games, uh, of course I understand that the, our last form wasn't the best for us, wasn't uh, good enough for us also. Uh, but it's a moment, and we are capable to to change the. the the things for us again, and to to show again our quality, and to um, to win again the, the and to achieve the points we 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 want and we need. It's not because that will change everything in our idea. It's not because because that I will now come here and say we need this and this and this and this. Everything what we are doing, um, we already are doing since the first day we are here. We know what we we can do or not, and let's see uh, what is possible to do or not also. Well, since the Merseyside derby, obviously Burnley was the game when we saw what an attacking threat Everton can possess. How do you get the likes of Walcott, Sigurdsson, Bernard, Richarlison firing like that, showing that kind of attacking threat consistently? Okay, it's for that we work. Uh, it's for that is what I want as well. Um, for me, it's important all of them they can score. Um, but in our squad, each player can score, not just our our attackers as well, like when you can have clean sheet, everything will start in our um, striker, offensive midfield, our wingers. Uh, if you start to to create the chance um, well and uh, in a normal number in one game, 
each player can score. I understand. Normal will be the, the striker, the forwards, and the our offensive midfield is a is a player in our model can score easy as well. They are the players on the lights to to score as well. I understand. The last last few games they didn't score the, the enough uh, goals. We as a team, I don't want to put all this pressure on them, but you are uh, working with them to give this confidence to them. And uh, always important if they start to scoring again and the things come in a, in a normal way. How has the Christmas period impacted confidence? How has it impacted uh, the physical well-being of the players? Are, are they tired? That's been one thing levelled at, at the players over this Christmas period. No, it was a it was a busy time, like you, like you know, and for us and the, the schedule for us was, was really tough. Tough. Uh, in ten days we played four games. Um, was really tough. Um, in some moments, the last uh, uh, two games, um, just our games, I, I believe, and I saw um, the other games as well, the Premier League games. Um, some teams are doing um, some normal, mis- not normal mistakes in some moments the, the match as well. Um, I can tell you it was a, a tired performance in some moments the, the matches as well. Um, we had. One more day to to prepare the next next match, and next week will be the normal week again. Uh, for us, it was tough. Uh, we didn't achieve. It's not excuse for us. Of course, it's not uh, the easy ways to go and to to find the excuse. is not an excuse for us. We have um, the conditions to to achieve um, different number of points, and uh, we know the reasons for for that. We already spoke about about that as well. And now is uh, the moment to put full focus in our. FA Cup match, and after you have time to uh, to rest and to prepare well the next Premier League match also. In terms of rotating the squad, then would it be a risk to rest players this weekend? And how do you weigh that up with the need to win, the desire of yourself and the fans to go far in this competition? Yes, about desire, about the, the our ambition. How no always important for us, for our fans. That big desire they 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 want, they have to, and they want to see our club. Uh, doing a fantastic run in the, the FA Cup as well is is the same ambition for us. Will be really important, of course. The if we have to do something or if you do something, uh, we did the last game. Also, we did two games uh, two games ago. Um, we put a starting eleven for sure with 100% conditions to do what is our obligation. Even if respect and you have big respect for all the, the opponents you can play, and the next opponent we have big respect, uh, but we will play with. Uh, one eleven and with the one hundred percent conditions to, to, to win the match and to play the next round of FA Cup uh, with no doubts. Marco, what importance do you put on the FA Cup? What impact do you feel can it have on the season as a whole? Really, really, really important for us as a club. Uh, I have to repeat, I know the desire the our the our fans in this competition. I'll i know they like how they look to this competition as well. And uh, I know how it's important for us as a club. Uh, it's easy to understand when uh, is coming the draw. How everybody's ex- expectations are high to see how other clubs will play against. Now it's coming the, the the match as well, and it's easy to understand. How is how is really important for us, and you have to play um, and to to understand. Uh, will be a tough match, uh, but we have the conditions to all the conditions to to do our obligation because it's our obligation to to play the next round of the FA Cup. And what pressure is there when you're facing lower league opposition? Okay, his pressure is always behind us. It's normal um, when you are in this job, uh, when you are in a club like Everton, you have to to feel uh, and to live uh, easier with this pressure. It's a fantastic pressure, play to win matches, even if you play uh, against one team not the same division. But for them, will be a, a fantastic challenge. For them, will be a a part, if I can say this this word, to to come here and to. 
to challenge challenge us, and they they love as well the competition. They did uh, some good moments, and they had some good moments in the competition also. And uh, will be uh, a good game, and it's a game for us to to win the match and to play the next round. They'll come here with confidence as well. Yes. They? I think it's lost one in the eleven league cup game. Yes, they are doing they are doing very well, and they are there in fighting to be promoted. Um, and for sure, they come here with confidence. Uh, but to to be honest and respecting them, uh, the, it's up to us to do our job and to to win the match. And how is Lukman? Is he ready to return? Yes, Lukman is ready, and is a possibility to start the game tomorrow if I take the decision. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.